Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Welcome, everybody. I'm Kathy Paper, the All-Star Networking Show. Our guest today is Bruce Bildston. And Bruce and I go way back, but it's so good to reconnect with you. So I would love you to let the listeners know what you're doing right now. And then we'll dive back to how our paths have interwoven through the years. We'll chat a little about networking, relationships, all that, and hear some of the good sounds of the Midtown Global Market. Okay. Well, uh, again, Bruce Bilston, and I'm a creative director. Right now, I'm uh, my title is Executive Creative Director at Best Buy. So I head up all the creative at Best Buy. And at Best Buy, uh, we do it unusually in that uh, I've worked with a team there to build an in-house agency. So we do all the brand advertising, social media design for Best Buy. And then we use agencies for uh, some of our digital needs. But generally, we do it all there. So I hired some really talented people from the best agencies. and, And that's where I am. I've been there about five and a half years and it's a great company a great place to be excellent well you know that i i worked at best buy as well okay so clearly uh, geek squad not geek squad no (laughs) i came in and it was in i have to go by how old my kids are because i had two kids while i worked there but i was working um with the advertising department when they were uh, yellow tag productions they had and i was in the merchandising department okay and working with them and in the hr and executive coaching and they moved from eden prairie and like multiple locations into the big location that they're at right now with the fitness center do they still have the fitness center yes okay and the caribou yes yeah a couple okay it's the big spaceship at 35w and uh it is 494 it is Awesome. So we worked on uh, BestBuy.com when that was launching. Right. And all of that. But anyway, I want to talk about you and I and relationship building and networking. And you started this conversation by saying, I don't network. Uh, That's true. Not consciously. Not deliberately. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. It just happens. It just happens. Yeah. So how does it, how does building relationships just happen for you who's had an amazing career or has an amazing career and well professionally um i've had a chance of working with some of the best people in the advertising business i spent 25 years of my career at fallon where we met Uh, i was there almost from the start and i like to say to people it was like being invited to join the beatles because it was really an amazingly (laughs) creative place for 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 decades Excellent. And I'm just going to pause for a second because that was just a tour going by. So if people don't know that are listening, you can um, come high schools, colleges, grade schools can come and take a tour of the market, have lunch, do all that. So all the kids that are walking by, they can all, um, I'm guessing high school, but you never know. Uh, High school. High school. Hard to tell high school, college, but everybody walking by. So that was what that flock of children uh, coming through. I love the joining the Beatles. Yes. Because when we met at Fallon, I remember being in awe of the creatives of like 
this is a pocket of smart, talented people. I knew I wanted to get into advertising. I didn't know how it worked. Um, how did you first land that first job? Or was that your first job? Well, my or- first job was uh, I was at an agency uh, with uh, uh, a designer named Joe Duffy. And he was part of an agency called uh, DKO. And I was a writer there. I was actually Joe's creative partner on a lot of work. And Joe is actually more of a graphic designer than an advertising person. So he, uh, uh, Pat Fallon asked him to create a design arm of Fallon. So it was just Joe and I and a card table and a couple of chairs that started Duffy Design. And even though I'm a writer and not a designer, I was there. And and because conceptually, we worked really well together. And so he hired... Uh, some other amazing, amazing designers like Charles Spencer Anderson, Dan Olson, et cetera, et cetera, that first year. And then I came over to Fallon, became a writer, uh, where I worked on, you know, brands like Porsche, for example. That was one of my passions and nah, I was gonna early say, on. That's, so that's I always worked on cars, BMW, and then Cadillac at the end. So, yeah. I, can we, like do a wiki on you and your and see your reel of all your work i know because i've never created a website so i should but it's it's fun because my old porsche ads which i wrote in the early 90s pop up on social media several times a week just because the porsche people are fanatical about you know the work we did and the you know what we wrote then still applies yes so Still applies, yeah, totally to the brand. To the to brand the and the ethos and the whole thing. I, there was the room that had all the prints of the of the ads. Yes. And people would try to go in there and steal them because right. they wanted to take them home into their basement or their you know apartment or whatever. And Barb Zutz, uh-huh. rest her soul, guarded the print room. Uh huh. And. I just remember being, that was one of my jobs of you have to have inventory of the Porsche work and it can't get stolen. So that, It's very funny you say that because uh, as, a, as the writer, I kept five copies of every Porsche ad I wrote and stored them in metal flat files in my basement ever since. And there's such a following for them that I'm in the process of scanning them and I'm selling them, and I'm going to use the money to go toward uh, relief in the Ukraine. Oh. So I figured, rather than those things setting, sitting in my file, all these Porsche fanatics will pay handsome money for these things. And they're, you know, the original reprints. And I, I wrote over 100 of them, so there's, there's quite a few of them. Wait, you wrote over 100 ads Yeah, because we, we would write all the ads for the dealers, so we would write. I mean, I churned out so many ads in those days. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So can we get that link? Have you scanned all those? I haven't yet. No, I'm still working on it. Okay. When that project comes live, will you come back on and we can tell? I I will tell you where. Yeah. Because it, we, Ukraine needs some help right now. Yes. That's something I believe in. So. That's awesome. When you sort of, you said, not intentional making connections, but they just kind of happen throughout your career. Um, how do you keep in touch with people, with people that are currently in your network once you've established it? Um, I, you know, I think honestly, I use a lot of text. It just seems like the most intimate, you know, quick way to get someone's attention, you know. So I, I keep in touch 
with people that way. You know, I, I really don't care for LinkedIn. I try not to look at it about every three months. I know professionally that's not wise, but I, I don't really enjoy it. It's a little too uh, corporate and braggy for me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. No. Um, and then it's hard to LinkedIn to me is really hard to be authentic. Yeah, it's I mean, it's very yeah. It just doesn't seem that I I honestly I think a lot of creative people actually are on Instagram. I'm a very I'm a very visual person, so I actually keep in touch through people with that, and we'll use messaging if I can't if I don't have someone's address and find them that way, um, and some email. But I, uh, you know, I'm still involved in some of the creative clubs like the One Club and Judge shows in that way so that keeps me in touch and honestly at this point in my career a lot of my uh, contemporaries are retired um, so you know I go visit them where they retired <laughs> tell me about the BMW film series that I think was one of your brainchilds well, and that you worked on am I, am I, I wrong about yes, that yes no I, I was it was one of the proudest things I did I was the creative director on BMW North America and in the early 2000s, uh, BMW was, um, ironically, it applies today, but they felt like television advertising wasn't necessarily the best way to reach their customers. Their customers were far too busy to sit down and watch much television, other than maybe some sports and news. Um, and ironically, in the early 2000s, they were using the web already to research their purchases. And at the same time, um, you know, we, we felt like TV commercials in 30 seconds could not demonstrate what a BMW could do. In fact, the best examples were in films. Like there was a very classic film directed by John Frankenheimer called Ronin that had this amazing chase scene through Paris, one of the greatest chase scenes ever. Mm. And to us, that was inspiration. So... Uh, a team, Joe Swede and David Carter, who I was working with, uh, originally hatched the idea, and then we worked together to bring it to life, and it was huge. But the idea was a series of short online films that would be streamed over the Internet. This was before YouTube. Yeah. Um, but they starred Clive Owen as this, um, this uh, very quiet but uh, powerful driver for hire. And... They were individual stories. They were executive produced by David Fincher and then the second season by Tony Scott and Ridley Scott. And uh, Clive played this driver and each story uh, was directed by a different director, including John Frankenheimer, Ang Lee, Guy Ritchie, uh, Tony Scott, uh, Alejandro. Um, it, I could go on and on. So many Oscar winners. Mm -hmm. And then they had stars like Madonna, James Brown, Gary Oldman, uh, on and on. So they each was a seven-minute to nine-minute short action film produced to really high standards with these great stars and directors featuring a BMW. So that was uh, that was one of my pr proudest moments. Yeah. So I got to meet some amazing directors, amazing talent, and actors. And then um, we brought Clive back in 2016 and did a a 15th anniversary film with uh, Dakota Fanning and John Bernthal. Nice. So, yeah. That's what I thought you had done the anniversary of it. That's why I remember yeah, I yeah. went, you know, I think I had already left Fallon, and that was probably when I was at Best Buy. 
And I remember hearing about that idea and being like, that's cool. That's really cool to yeah. do a film and cut through. And, you know, again, your work is unbelievable. So, yeah, precision. And I'm not just huffing. I'm like, I genuinely believe. Did Because did you, you did some pro bono work. Oh, yeah, I did a lot of pro bono. Because that was what was such a core piece to, yeah. you know, the exactly. ethos of the, of the company was right. let's do pro bono work as well as creatives want to do good work. Yeah, Children's Defense Fund is a good example. I was really proud of the work we did for PBS. Won two Emmys for that work. Wow. So that was fun. You know, your time at networking, um, interestingly, I tend to use my network now more for helping others find jobs. You know, um, the next generation. So, you know, if somebody is looking in in advertising for example they'll come to me my own kids you know and their friends but also others because you know i'm now you know the older generation and i know a lot of people and and i that's how i use my network more often is to help connect them with the right people and and you know everyone is looking for great people too so it's a two-way street right and and how do you so again i have i have three kids and you have the two, I have two. two, right? Yeah. I feel like on Instagram, I just saw you were on a trip somewhere with them. Yes. Mexico. Mex- yeah. And your Instagram is, in, you should follow his Instagram. It's really good. Of course, he's got a designer's eye. And I'm not a designer. You're not a I'm designer. A writer. I know you're a writer, but I'm saying you have a designer's eye. You yes. have a writer's pen and yeah. a designer's Worked eye. Worked with a lot of designers. Yeah. Do, what do you, how do you like people to connect with you or what, what makes somebody a good young person approaching you because i still remember when i wanted to get in advertising and i approached somebody i probably made every mistake under the sun of do you have a job here's my resume like i was kind of you were aggressive let me guess (laughs) (laughs) ambitious i'm sorry ambitious okay no i was excited yeah i was the only intern at fallon that ever got hired yeah the first actually not only I think I paved the way. I was the first intern that got hired yeah. because they were so good that they thought if you wanted to be an intern, you didn't have the... Right. There was sort of but a... you made things happen, Kathy. I, yeah. I will own my you didn't aggressiveness wait, you, you didn't wait for them to come to you, which is smart. Um, you know, how do I like people to... It didn't go over so well. A, a, approach me is, is, you know, I honestly like it when it's through somebody I know. I mean, that helps a little bit. I try to speak at different schools and at different conferences. So, you know, I'm open if, if I do that to talk to people afterwards and have them reach out to me through, you know, social media. LinkedIn is probably yep. the best place to find you. And do you, do the people that come to you, are they prepared? Sometimes, usually? sometimes very prepared. Sometimes they don't know what they want to do and I can help with that. You know, it's, you know, I'm, I've been involved um, uh, with organizations that help, you know, high school students. Um, like Brand Lab is a great local organization that helps uh, kids from disinvested communities who wouldn't even be aware of all the, all the opportunities in advertising and marketing. And it's, the whole idea of it is to expose them to other professionals. So I've been involved in that. And, um, you know, certainly when I work with those students, um, I like to, I like them to reach out to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just all about 
Uh, I also uh, have been involved uh, with the Best Buy has something called the Teen Tech Centers. And again, it's kids in, in communities without enough investment who don't have access to tech. Yep. They don't have access to connections. They don't have access to the hardware. And so the teen tech centers, there's almost 100 of them across the country. They tend to be in community centers, uh, like the Hope Community Center in, in North Minneapolis is one good example. There's a few of them here in the Twin Cities. Yeah, they're, there's one right in inner city tennis. Absolutely. Yeah. And, they're, and they're fantastic. It's a place a kid can come after school. And have access to the best technology, laptops, drones, cameras, video cameras, recording equipment. We, we teach all of those skills and have mentors that can teach them how to work a board and how to, how to produce music or how to produce a podcast, how to make, make a film, how to make photography. So that's, uh, it's just an amazing organization. I'm so glad Best Buy really concentrates so much of their of their corporate giving on that because it's such a need and it's so connected to what they do and they they recognize it can make a huge difference in kids' lives. So mm-hmm. I try to get involved with those. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you do any ads for that that we can share with we've done with yeah the listeners? we've actually done some beautiful uh, uh, social kind of videos and films yeah that have won some won some awards. They're they generally profiling the kids um but we've done a few few rounds of those i'll share those with you yeah i'd love to see that only because one of the things too you know with um at least when i think about the internet is people that are looking for something can find it on instagram so no matter where you're at if you if you're fortunate enough to have a phone or to get somewhere you you look at it and then you can find something new you may jump onto it so yeah and we've run some of them, you know, as, as television commercials as well, just because it's, it's a really important part of what Best Buy is trying to do in the community. Great. Let's talk for a second, too, because I remember you and I um, meeting. Fallon was one of the first organizations to have a workout facility on site. Yeah. And you were a big cyclist. I was. And are you still doing any I still cycling? Try, I still try to cycle when nice. I can. Yeah. Are you... Road electric, the whole deal, or like these as both, a both. Well, I like I like road biking. I like mountain biking and fat biking in the winter even better. So, oh, yeah, that's my thing. I tend to put mine away and ride a regular mountain bike in the in the summer. All right. Well, I just have a friend. He sh- he should come be a guest on this. Who so he moved to town and he was he showing me around his house and he has bikes down in his basement. Yeah. And I said, well, who are you riding with? Or have you found people to ride with? And I know there are, you know, lots of groups and organizations yeah. to connect with. So I yeah. dialed him into a couple of men's groups. To I'm ride a little, with. little more solitary I, with most of them. I yes. ride with a few friends. Yeah. Set group. Yeah. Um, so thinking about relationships, um, you know, you're involved in so many things. Where, when has your network been helpful to you? Like you said, helping the younger people network. Actually, at this point, it's helpful to me for recruiting. That's how I use it the most. Okay. You know, finding the best people. Again, I've built a, I've hired really great people from agencies, top talent. And, you know, I want to keep expand, expanding that network. I also want a more diverse network. Uh, and you know, so to me, expanding, especially to find younger talent, more diverse talent, 
uh, that I may not be aware of. That's mm-hmm. how I use it primarily. Great. All right. So this is kind of more of a, a craftsmanship question. Okay. Because I found, you know, again, I was the account executive at Fallon. I wasn't right. the, cr- the writer or the creative director. But through the years, I've realized how much um, the line from Harvey McKay is, your lives are changed by the books you read and the people you meet. Yeah. And Harvey was how I got my job at Fallon uh-huh. because he and Pat were friends. Yes. That's and right. I moved back to town and wanted to get into advertising and Pat connected me with Harvey. Anyway, what are you, what are you reading? What, what, do you, um, what do you like to read? I'm not... The, the short answer is I'm not reading enough. I, I, am, I am not reading enough right now. Right now, I'm reading a, a book on fly fishing. And ah. I'm not a very good fly fisherman, but I love the be- beauty of that sport. And um, so I'm reading a book by a local author named David Coggins that's, that's gorgeous nice. about fly fishing. So, you know, I, I don't read business books at all. Yep. Uh, people will give me business books and I go, thank you very much. And then I secretly give them to someone else. Um, um, I think I, you know, I think I'm, you know, I'm always busy, Kathy, you know, and I, I work, work hard and, uh, you know, tend to watch a lot. You know, I think my leisure time is more taken up by watching films with my wife than it is reading and she's a voracious reader so nice. i'm incredibly guilty but you know i tend to end i'm ready to put my feet up at nine o'clock at night so it doesn't leave a lot of time for me nice yeah the films okay so with the films then because i realized that since the pandemic my film watching and then following oscars or understanding movies has changed yet my appreciation of it what do you um did you watch the the award-winning movie? Uh, everything. everything. Yes, yeah. I did. My uh, Actually, my favorite film this year was All Quiet on the Western Front. I think it was a brilliant, difficult-to-watch anti-war film. Yeah. Uh, you know, a German film about World War One, but it was really powerful. Yes. So, yeah. Intense. Intense. Have you seen it? Uh, I watched the preview actually and had exactly that reaction of like i'm not ready in the moment to you know watch this because when when i watch a movie i feel like it's i soak it all in and i'm like i gotta come back to this so i will watch it what's interesting i think in terms of the film industry is the streaming services have been very good to international film you always used to hear well american films you know, how much are they going to gross globally? So it was always about pushing American films internationally. But now the streaming services, in order to strengthen their markets, especially in Europe, they're commissioning more films. So there's been some brilliant films out of France, out of Germany, out of um, even Norway. And and you're starting to see more of those Mm. because they realize that, you know, at a certain point... an audience doesn't want to watch everything in English and they want to see films that are about their experiences. Hmm. So, do you st- Okay. When you mentioned the other things, do you, do you write in ads in any other languages? 
Do I? Yeah. Do you, or do you have a team that does that? Well, or? for Best Buy, we're, you know, we are a domestic only company. So, yeah. our, you know, pretty much our, our work is done in America, in English and Spanish is, is really the two primary languages that we produce yeah. work in. So, yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking, I mean, it's, in, it's just so interesting now to think back of like, cause like now, like I get it when I was, and I, when I was the assistant account executive, I didn't really know cars. And then when I worked on that account, I was like, Oh, now I understand. Like people love their cars. Like yeah. this is a love affair with the car, with all the nuances. And then the ads were just, you know, it made everybody want to buy one. Well, I always worked, enjoyed working on brands that had some passion and history behind them. And so that's why I love working on, you know, Porsche and BMW so much. But other brands like Nikon cameras, you know, there's a, you know, there's just a, people love them and there's history behind them. And that photo was taken with a Nikon. That one was, that one was. So I always kind of gravitated toward brands that had that. And right now, now that I'm at Best Buy, actually the brands are also very interesting. You know, they're um, the the top electronic brands are my clients as much as Best Buy is because they invest in our marketing. So I'm, you know, selling Samsung products and Sony and all these other brands, yeah. Sonos, etc. Are you doing? Um, are there? When I was in Best Buy recently, there's a lot in the. Um, healthcare kind of home space that's a huge area of growth for us if you think about you know the connected home with all the google and amazon appliances and you know everything from your ring doorbell to you know your google home and uh, what you can do with that that's a huge part of our business because everything is so connected and then health is if you think about all the equipment and how much more electronic it is in terms of technology and exercise equipment watches yeah of course the apple watch and then that actually leads to um you know even more advanced health like uh we're we've been investing in companies that um help you monitor aging parents who are trying to live at home you can keep track of did it did they take their medication today and you can see all that through an app things like that yeah when hearing aids you know are now now available over the counter and all these amazing audio companies like Bose and Samsung that have the technology are entering areas of health as well. Okay. Well, when you need a product tester, I love to product test. Okay. And, and, and no, and I think Best Buy did figure out how to get in the home. Yes. And, you know, there's a lot that can be done to be helpful or to tell the story of how you do it, but it's gotta be simple. Yep. That's Some, the piece of who's yeah. the operator. At least if, if I were if I were giving you my focus group on aging parents, you know, if they're figuring it out, it's unbelievably unbelievable to me how complicated somebody That's makes true. it for anybody over seventy five. Ease I'm of like, use is so important. The print size alone, yeah, and the number of steps and all of that. So yeah, absolutely. Anyway. I you know I live in South Minneapolis, um, so you know I love it here and. Uh, I just think about, and you know, Best Buy, one of the things I loved when I worked there was when they moved and opened the new buildings and they made the lunchroom that was Sandy's place, mm-hmm. right? Which Sandy was Dick Schultz's wife, yeah. um, who died of, of cancer. I, 
I don't know how many years ago, before, I think before I started working there, but there was something about in that lunchroom space where you got community and here at the market, sometimes right. when I look over and see people eating lunch, I get the sense of community, but I'd love to see how do we get more people coming here? You know, maybe it's a one another yeah. or something because Sandy's place, even as much as it feels vibrant, it's the IT people sit with the IT people and the right. ad people sit with the ad people or sometimes they go away, you know, for lunch or whatever. But how could we get people to mix up a little bit? Yeah, more? I, I agree. I like the idea of going out for lunch and I've rarely made time for it in my career. I've always felt like, oh, I've got a long day anyways. I'm going to eat something at my desk and get through it. But when I do do it, I appreciate it. And now, like a lot of companies, Best Buy is hybrid. Generally, we're in the office. So I make the point of trying to get out for lunch a lot, especially on Fridays uh, with my wife. And yeah. again, we live in South Minneapolis, so uh, you know, try to keep it pretty local. But we need to get over here a little more often for okay. sure. Well, I'll arrange because I've always said to Matt, we're going to have all the guests come meet each other and I'll do it on a Friday. So you can come not Friday, right. not a Friday in the summer. Okay. But you know about I, that. I do know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know about that. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get you in here on a Friday too. Good. Well, it is so awesome to reconnect. All right. I'm not going to look on LinkedIn. Don't. Cause you know, I just we're not don't pay go any LinkedIn, attention to it. But I may send a few people to you to, to help with some of your, um, you know, outreach and hiring because, okay. you know, Best Buy is a great place to work. And then uh, I just, you know, thanks. It's so good to, to reconnect. So good. So. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.